Luke chapter 24. Father, bless your word in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Now, upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came to the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared and setting others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. So Jesus' body is missing. It's something that we need to interrogate. What happened to the missing body of Jesus? And um, they, they, verse 3, And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, in verse 4, that as they were much perplexed, Thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments, and as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? Verse 6, he is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee. He is not here. He's risen, and he's risen indeed. My contemplation to you and the comfort of your home this resurrection morning is from the grave to my heart. From the grave to my heart. You know, uh, there's a popular song, he came from heaven to earth to show the way. He did not come from heaven to earth to show the way. Instead, he came from heaven to earth because he is the way. And the Bible, the song also says, from the cross to the grave, our debt he paid. They got that right. But it now says, from the grave to the sky. No, he didn't leave from the grave to the sky. He left from the grave into our hearts. And we're going to interrogate that uh, briefly this morning. But it's important to talk about the autopsy of Jesus. Because Jesus died. It's important to interrogate what killed Jesus on this resurrection morning. If, you, if you've lost any um, fa family member mysteriously or by accident, you'll be asked the question or you will demand for the autopsy of um, um, the person's death. Let, let's interrogate that this morning. The autopsy of Jesus is my first point. His death was a demonstration of God's love for us. Jesus' death was a demonstration of God's love for us. In Romans chapter 5, I believe in verse 8, the Bible says clearly that God demonstrated his love towards us whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So God did not wait for us to change before he died for us. God went ahead and demonstrated his love towards us in that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So the big and the true and the accurate um, sign of love is the cross. It's not even the hard sign. It is the cross that Jesus came and died on the cross. So the Jesus dying on the cross was a clear demonstration of God's love for you. If you are in that who loves you and you're not sure if your spouse loves you or your friends loves you or um, your, your co-workers are in love with you or whether your, 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 your environment or your colleagues, whether they really love you. I want you to be rest assured that Jesus loves you. Be rest assured that Jesus loves you. He proved this love for you by dying on the cross for you. I do not know any good man that can die for a community like Jesus died for his enemies. For the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 5 verse 8, that God demonstrated his love towards us in that whilst we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. So the cross is the accurate sign and symbol of love because Jesus died a shameful death on the cross. Secondly, his death ended 
enmity between humanity and divinity. So first point today is that his death was, was a demonstration of God's love for man. Second point is his death ended enmity between humanity and divinity. So can I announce to you this morning that God is not angry with you. I know there are some false prophets, confused preachers out there taking advantage of the pandemic to tell you that it's because you have sinned and because the world has sinned. So God is angry with the world, but the devil is a liar. That is far from the truth. I want to speak to you this morning that God is not angry with you. John 3 verse 16 collaborates that, that God so loved the world. The Bible did not say and and God hated the word. He said, God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. I have good news for you this morning. I don't know who you are. God is not angry with you. God is not having um, social distance with you because he's God is not keeping malice with you. God is madly in love with you. It's a good time to look at your spouse, your friends, or the family members in the house and tell them for me, God is in love with me. God, he showed it when he sent Jesus to die on the cross. That was a sign of love. When Jesus died on the cross, he showed it when Jesus died. And, and by his death, he ended enmity between humanity and divinity. So God is not angry with humanity because he sent his son to die. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 19, the Bible says clearly that God is not imputing the sins of the world to the world, but he has given us the ministry of reconciliation not condemnation. I don't know who you are watching me somewhere in the world and the, the thoughts has been flying through your mind. Maybe God is angry. Maybe God is trying to kill us. Maybe God is trying to wipe the earth. That's why he sent um, the COVID-19, the coronavirus. No, it was not from God. The devil is a liar. John 10, 10 makes it clear that the thief commit not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that you may have it, have life, and that you may have it more abundantly. If anything is killing, if anything is destroying, if anything is stealing, it's not from God. He said, I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. God, by the finished work on the cross of Calvary, ended the, the enmity between humanity and divinity. If you look in your Bibles... In the book of um, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13 to 16. I'll read it to you in a minute. Ephesians, let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, um, verse 13 to 16. Ephesians chapter 2, I begin reading from verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, ye whom sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. So there is no wall between humanity and divinity. Because of the blood of Jesus. When Jesus died on the cross, he destroyed every barrier standing between you and the Father on the cross. Verse 16. And that he might reconcile both. No, let me let me go to verse 15. Sorry, I jumped verse, verse 15. I go back to verse 15 of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 15. Having abolished in his flesh enmity. You see the word? So his death ended enmity between humanity and divinity. Verse 15. Having abolished in his flesh enmity. Even the law of commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twain one new man so making peace. Verse 16 that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross having slain the enmity thereof. So Jesus by the finished work on the cross of Calvary ended enmity between humanity and divinity. So please don't let any preacher, any prophet, any 
anyone deceive you and sell you a wrong um, representation of your father. Abba is in love with us. Abba loves us regardless. Abba loves without discrimination. Abba, Abba forgives without hesitation. Abba delivers without procrastination. Abba is the greatest love of all. If you have confused of the love of what love is of, or what love is not, it is clear Jesus dying on the cross is the greatest sign of love. So the first point in interrogating the autopsy of Jesus is that his death was a public demonstration from God to mankind. Number two, his death ended enmity between humanity and divinity. If you find in Romans chapter 5 verse 9, I'll read it to you, Romans chapter 5 verse 9. In your home, I hope you have your Bibles. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 9. It says, uh, I'll read from verse 8 and 9. It says, but God commended his love towards us. Whilst, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Verse 9. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the rot through him. So we are not um, recipients of the wrath of God for God exhausted his anger on Jesus on the cross. So God is not angry with you. God is not looking for how to punish you. If God is looking for how to punish you, you and I will be dead already. He wouldn't even send COVID-19. You will wake up one morning and discover that you are on the other side of life. God won't send COVID. God will take your life um, by, by the snap of his finger. So this is not God trying Trying to plague the world. This is man's fault. Don't put the blame on God. If at all, put the blame on the devil because God is in love with you. So by the finished work on the cross of Calvary, oh, God took your sins, past, present, and future, nailed it to the cross once and for all. So you need to know, interrogating the autopsy of Jesus first, his death was a demonstration of his love for us. Two, his death ended enmity between humanity and divinity. Three, his death was the absolute excess once and for all payment for your sin and your sins. I'm going to say that again. His death was the absolute accurate excess payment for your sin, your sins and your diseases. That's what the Bible says. If you look at the book in the book of um, Hebrews chapter 9 verse 28, let's go there. Hebrews Hebrews chapter 9, Hebrews chapter 9 verse 28, Hebrews chapter 9 verse 28. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9 verse 28, so Christ was once offered once offered to bear the sins of many and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. So the offering of Jesus was once for all time, once for all men, once for all sins. So by the sacrifice that he paid on the cross of Calvary, his death, burial, and resurrection took away your sins once and for all. I'm so glad this is one weekend that we have to preach the gospel. We have to preach about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. I'm so glad that today perhaps a preacher who hasn't preached this gospel of Jesus would be compelled uh, by the season to preach about the death, uh, the burial and resurrection of Jesus. You can also see this in Hebrews chapter 10. I read in your hearing, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14 to 18. Hebrews chapter 10, I'm reading verse 14 to 18. For by one offering... 
he had perfected forever. One offering. So the blood of Jesus was shed once for all time, once for all men, once for all sins. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness um, to us. For after he had said before, this is the new covenant that I will make with them. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their heart and in their minds. And I will write it on in their minds. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Can I preach to somebody this morning? God is not taking records of your sins and iniquities. God is not a, a, a sin record God. He says your sin, your sins and iniquities I will remember no more. God took your sins once for all. Jesus died for your sins past, present, and future. I'll say that again to you. Jesus died for your sins past, present, and future. If you have a problem with me saying Jesus died for your future sins, can I announce to you that 2020 years ago you were not alive when Jesus died. But yet that sacrifice still speaks for you today. I, I continue in verse 18. Now where remission of this is, there is no more offering for sins. Hallelujah. So by the finished work on the cross of Calvary, there is no more offering for sins. Jesus paid for sins once and for all. He died for your sins. What killed Jesus on the cross? It was not the nails that held him to the cross. No, it was his overwhelming never-ending reckless love for us. It was not the nails that kept him to the, to the cross when they did stretch him wide and hung him um, high. It was the love of God that kept Jesus on the cross for you. You must understand that you are you are a recipient of the finished work on the cross of Calvary. Like I said, number three point, Jesus' death was a once and for all payment for sin, for sins and diseases. Peter speaks in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 24. He says he bore our diseases, bore our pain and by his stripes we were healed. So by the finished work on the cross of Calvary, Jesus brought healing to mankind. I don't know who you are, what me this morning and you are battling with some diseases or battling with some pain. Maybe you've even contracted the coronavirus. Can I pray with you this morning? The Bible says he was wounded for your transgressions, bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of his peace was upon you and with the stripes of Jesus you are healed. So I command, I decree that you become a recipient of the healing power of God now in the name of Jesus. I speak to diseases. Uh, I speak to things in the bloodline in the name of Jesus, whether sugar diabetes, whether they are high blood pressure, whether there's pain in your leg or your neck or by your spine, I decree now that you are healed in the name of Jesus, that you become a recipient of the finished work on the cross of Calvary. If it is you I'm speaking to in your home, I want you to lift your voice and say amen. Amen. The fourth thing I need to interrogate, why did Jesus die on the cross? He would have died falling from the mountain. He would have died crawling from the um, um, an attacker. Uh, he would have died uh, being uh, beaten to death. But he died on the cross because Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 says, cost is everyone who dies on the cross. Um, Christ has now redeemed us from the cost of the law because cost is everyone who dies, who hangs on the, on the cross. So Jesus died that shameful death to take away the cost once and for all from your life. I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus. There is no 
cross over your life. No cross over your life because Jesus died and took the cross once and for all. So I speak Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That now that you are in Christ, you are the blessed of the Lord. I decree that your mind is blessed. I decree that your business is blessed. I decree that your home is blessed. I decree that your finances is blessed. I decree that you're blessed to succeed. I decree that you're blessed to prosper. I decree that you're blessed for, for advancement. I decree that you're blessed for expansion in the name of Jesus because this is the function of Jesus dying on the cross. If you read Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 in the message translation, the Bible says he, he became the cause and dissolved the cause. So Jesus took your cause when he died on the cross, he did not just take the cross, he dissolved the cross so you are not under any cross. Are you not sick and tired of being sick and tired of going for deliverance um, every now and again because you think that there's a cross working in your family, the devil is a liar. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 3 verse 14, it says so that the blessings of Abraham will rest upon us. So what is in your life is the blessings of Abraham. I decree that your mind shifts today from generational curse to generational blessings that you are the blessed of the Lord that you are highly favored because of the finished work on the cross of Calvary that there's blessings upon blessings upon blessings all around you that according to the word of God when men say there is a casting down your testimony will be, will be there is a lifting up in the name of Jesus because the blessing of the Lord it make it rich and added no sorrow so I excavate sorrow from your life because of the blessing no plague will come now your dwelling because of the blessing poverty cannot rest upon your house because of the blessing any attack from the pits of hell cannot stay on your life because of the blessing the chains are broken because of the blessing i decree the yoke is destroyed because of the blessing i decree that you run you overtake and recover all because of the blessing i decree that the heavens over you cracks open because of the blessing i decree you come into great harvest because of the blessing the lines are falling unto you unpleasant places you have a goodly heritage because of the blessing. I decree bumper harvest locates you in this season in the name of Jesus. Let God be true. Let every man be a liar. If he said it, he will do it. He will bring it to pass. And if God calls you blessed, whose report will you believe? I don't know about you, this resurrection money. I choose to believe the report of the Lord. I am blessed. It's a good time to look at your spouse. Look at your wife. Look at the neighbor who's in your house or in, in your vicinity just tell them for me I don't know about you but I am blessed uh, this resurrection morning I feel blessing over me this resurrection morning I feel blessing over me look at your neighbor to your left and to you tell the neighbor I am blessed I am blessed I am blessed and there is nothing the devil can do about it Jesus loved me too much that he died for me and when he died on the cross he broke every cost from my life so now I am the blessed of the Lord because I am now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Look at me. I smell like a blessing. Look at me. I may not have the cars. I may not have the money in my account but I still look blessed uh, because the blessing has nothing to do with what you drive, where you stay or what is in your account. The blessing is the aroma is the power of God over your life. I speak upon your life not too long from now when COVID is over. You will see mighty manifestations of the blessings of God. Uh, you will see mighty manifestations of the blessings 
blessings of God. I don't know who you are. You're just sick and tired of being sick and tired of staying at home. Hold on, not it will not be long from now. But when you come out of this, you will come into a blessing. You come into glory to glory. In the name of Jesus, you will come into a bumper harvest. I want you to stand up from your from your the comfort of your room. Look for your neighbor, touch yourself, lay hands on yourself if you need to, and proclaim because Jesus died for me. Every cost is broken, and I am the blessed of the Lord. I decree that you are blessed, and you are blessed indeed, that nobody will make the sacrifice of Jesus known effect in your place. No, you would, we will be recipients of the finished work of the cross of Calvary because when he died, everything we just mentioned with the autopsy of Jesus, he died when he looked and cried out, Father, Father, why have thou, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Every time Jesus spoke about the Father, he called him my father, my father. This is the first time Jesus is saying, God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? He died of a broken heart, but his broken heart has given us good heart and has given us peace. His death was a demonstration of the love of God for us. Two, his death ended enmity between humanity and divinity. Three, his death was the absolute excess once and for all payment for our sins, sins and sicknesses. He died on the cross to break the chains of the cross and the yoke are once and for all. So you are under no yoke. You are under no cross. Christ has redeemed you by the sacrifice of the finished work on the cross of Calvary. And you were blessed. You are the blessed of the Lord. People of God, Friday, 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 Friday was bad for Jesus. Friday they took my Jesus clothes and they stripped him of his clothes on Friday. They tore his skin and as they beat him to stupor Friday, they pulled his beards uh, and then they trampled on him. They, they insulted him on Friday. They, 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 they stretched him high and uh, stretched him wide and hung him high. On Friday, they put the crown of thorns on his head. On Friday, they humiliated my Jesus, but Sunday is coming. <laughs> Sunday is coming. Sunday. Sunday is coming. I don't know who you are. You may be in the Friday of your life. Uh, I just want to announce to you, be still. Sunday is coming. Uh, Sunday is coming. On Friday, Jesus was in excruciating pains. Uh, on Friday, they beat him to stupor. On Friday, they tore his clothes. On Friday, they spat on him. On Friday, they pulled his beard. On, on Friday, they stretched him wide and they pierced his side and blood and water gushed out. His water broke and gave birth to the church. On Friday, they humiliated him so much. But Sunday morning, Sunday is coming. I don't know who you are. 2019 was really bad for you. You barely crawled out of 2019 into 2020. And guess what? COVID was waiting for you. And you've been having Friday night experience. God sent me to tell you this morning, your Sunday morning is coming. I dare to say to you, your Sunday morning is here. Because this is resurrection morning. Anything can happen in your life. Your Sunday morning is here. We've been made for a night. But Sunday morning, joy comes in the morning. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But Sunday morning is coming. The devil 
dealt with Jesus Friday night. Uh, I can imagine the devil throwing a party on Friday night. Uh, I can imagine Herod, uh, Pilate, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the people, the, the Jews having a, a, a party. The kingdom of darkness uh, uh, had a, a, a ninth party. They, they parted the morning. Saturday they went back to their home saying it, it is done. That's what they've said about you. We are finished with him. We are finished with her. We are finished with the church. We are finished with his ministry. We are finished with the marriage. But the devil is a liar. I don't know who you are. Sunday morning is coming. I'm excited to tell you. Sunday morning is coming. This is your Sunday morning. Sunday morning is resurrection morning. Everything that was dead is coming back to life. Everything the enemy stole from you is coming back to life. Everything the enemy took from you, that devil is a liar. Sunday morning is coming. This is your Sunday morning. I prophesy to you not too long from now you will hear the earthquake. Things are beginning to shift for you. Things are beginning to move for your good. Things are beginning to turn around for your good. I don't know who you are. I came to preach to you this resurrection morning that your Friday night is over. They've laughed at you. You've cried enough. God is about to make you laugh. Your Friday night experience is over. Sunday morning is here. Resurrection is here. Sunday morning is here. I decree and declare I hear a sound in your cemetery. I hear a sound in your mortuary. The things you have buried under the ground and said no I can't have the baby again. No I can't do this anymore. No I can no longer do this. God is about to send that same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead into your situation and bring to life everything that was dead is coming to life. I prophesy to you I don't know who you are. Your Sunday morning is here. Hold on. Your Sunday morning is here. You are going to get the job. Your Sunday morning is here. You're still going to have your baby. Your Sunday morning is here. You're still going to have the contract. Your Sunday morning is here. Do not close up on 2020. It will still be your best year yet. Your Sunday morning is here because God knows how to make a message out of a mess. He can bring power out of your pain. He can bring ministry out of your misery. He can bring glory out of your story. He can bring anything. He can make, make a way where there seems to be no way. He can bring waters from the rock. I don't know who you are. God is going to make a way for you. I know it looks like it's impossible that the year is over. Nothing is going to happen in your space but the devil is a liar. Devil, I'm going to drive you crazy this morning. I'm going to hurt you real bad this morning. I've come to prophesy to the people of God. I don't know who you are under the sound of my voice. It is not over until you win. I decree you are a line crosser. You are a barrier breaker. You come into your destiny. You come out of your past into your future. You leave your destiny into your origin. You leave your origin into your destiny. You spread your wings and fly. I decree and declare your soul is escaped like the bird out of the snare of the fowler. Your prison doors are open. It is your Sunday morning. Sunday morning, Sunday morning, Jesus rose up out of the grave. 
Sunday morning, Jesus rose up out of the grave. When he rose up out of the grave, he moved, the Bible says, for 40 days, showing himself to his disciples. But when he left from the grave and went up to the sky, he didn't stay in the sky. He came into my heart. He came into my heart. It was from his grave he came into my I'm glad that the tomb is empty but my heart is not empty. I'm glad this morning that the tomb is empty and the church building might be empty, but I am the church. I am not empty. Ha. The tomb is empty. The church building might be empty, but my heart is not empty because he lives in my heart. How do I know this? Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. Christ in me is the hope of glory. First John chapter 4 verse 17 says, as he is, so am I, even in this world. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. It's not I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who gave himself for me. So my life is the life of Christ. It is Christ living in me. Go tell them in Jerusalem. Go tell them in Israel. Stop looking for the body of Jesus. He is in me. He left the grave into my heart. This Jesus left the grave. This Jesus came into my heart. This Jesus is not lost. We're not looking for a missing body. We are the body of Christ here on earth. This Jesus lives inside my heart. There is an empty tomb to show this Sunday morning. There is still an empty church building to show this Sunday morning, but there is not an empty space in my heart because Jesus lives inside my heart. So he moved from the grave and came into my heart. Who is this Jesus? He is the resurrection and the life. I am glad to announce to you, people of God, that resurrection is not a day. Resurrection is a person. His name is Jesus. He lives inside my life. And because he lives in your life too, everything that was dead is coming back to life. Romans says, if the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in your mortal body, it shall quicken your mortal body. I prophesy. I don't know who you are. That everything in your mortal body comes back to life. Everything in your space comes back to life. Everything in your business, your career comes back to life. In the name of Jesus. This Jesus lives inside my heart. In him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being. This Jesus lives. This Jesus lives in me. This Jesus, I am in him justified. He is in me glorified. This Jesus is living, he's moving inside of me. Jesus is no longer in the tomb. And he may not be in some church buildings this morning, but he's in my heart. Jesus is no longer in the tomb. And he may not be in some church buildings this morning, but Jesus is in my heart. Who is this Jesus? He's not relative, he's absolute. Who is this Jesus? He is not a road. He is the way. Who is this Jesus? He is not a fiction. He is the present truth. Who is this Jesus? He is not an echo. He is the voice. Who is this Jesus? He is not a shadow. He is the substance. Who is this Jesus? He is not a spark. He is the glory. Who is this Jesus? He is the greatest example of generosity this world of greed would ever know. Who is this Jesus? Jesus. 
He is the greatest phenomenon that has walked the planet of this world called earth. Who is this Jesus? He is the bread and the stone. He is the water and the fire. He is the lion and the lamb. Who is this Jesus? He is the offering and the offerer and to the one who he's been offered to. Who is this Jesus? He is the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world and the high priest who receives the, the offering. Who is this Jesus? Jesus is both the question and the answer. Jesus? Jesus. Yes. Who is this Jesus? He is the judge. He is the advocate. He is the courtroom too. Who is this Jesus? He is the highest personality in philosophy. He is the fundamental doctrine of true theology. Who is this Jesus? He is the loftiest idea in literature. Who is this Jesus? He is the centerpiece and the zenith of civilization. Who is this Jesus? He is the wisdom of the wise and the power of the powerful. Who is this Jesus? He is the one who is an awesome wonder. He is the one who is powerful. His wisdom has no end. His mind is uncomparable. His mind is unconquerable. Who is this Jesus? No wonder the Sadducees could not stand him. The Pharisees could not stop him. Herod could not handle him. Pilate could not fault him. Death could not hold him down. The grave didn't know what to do with him. On the third day, up from the grave, he arose triumphantly and victoriously. This Jesus, he is the wisdom of the wise and the power of the powerful. Who is this Jesus? Heaven and earth adore him and just bow before him. Who is this Jesus? He is the most powerful. He is the most significant person of all time. Who is this Jesus? He is the undefeated champion of the world. And this Jesus breaking news, people of God, lives in me. And if you are born again this morning, I came to reassure you that Jesus lives inside of you. And because Jesus lives inside of you, you're more than a conqueror. You will beat COVID. You see the end of COVID. Because Jesus lives inside of you, you are a champion. Because Jesus lives inside of you, you will overcome. Because Jesus lives inside of you, greater is this Jesus that is in you than the COVID that is in the world. Greater is this Jesus that is in you than the isolation and the problems of acid of the world right now. Jesus lives inside of me. He went from the cross to the grave, but from the grave he came into my heart. This morning with sins all over the world, we decree and declare that from the heights of the heavens to the depths of the seas, from the colors of fall to the fragrance of spring, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of Jesus will be praised. The name of Jesus will be praised. He's no longer in the tomb and he may not be in many churches this morning, but he's in my heart. Resurrection is not a day. It's a person. Jesus lives inside of me. This should bring excitement to you on a different level. Money can pay for Jesus who lives inside of me. He's my peace when trouble blows. He's my peace. He's my bridge upon troubled waters. He's the peace that passes understanding. His joy is unspeakable. His grace is unending. His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. This Jesus. No words can explain how good 
Almighty. He is how marvelous he is. Words failed me when I tried to explain Jesus and describe Jesus to my community. He's beyond fantastic. He's beyond glorious. He's beyond majestic. I call him Phantom Glorious because words are not enough to describe him in his entirety and his totality. His grace is unending. Every morning, his mercies are new. Every morning, great is his faithfulness. I don't know who you are watching me this morning. You would have died if not for Jesus. You won't be here today if not for Jesus. You won't be sitting in your room if not for Jesus. It is not your um, isolation that is saving you. It is not social distance that has kept you. It is the grace of God that has preserved you in spite of all the right things we need to do. But it is Jesus. For the Bible says the horses and the chariots are prepared for battle, but safety is of the Lord. If you're hearing me this morning and you haven't given your life to Jesus, I came for you this morning. I want to introduce you to Jesus. This Jesus gives real joy, not fake smiles. He will give you peace in the midst of the storm. He would give you peace. I want to bring this resurrection power into your life. Resurrection is not a day, it's a person. His name is Jesus. Resurrection is not a day, it's a person. Jesus said to Mary and Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. I want to bring into your heart this morning resurrection. I want to bring into your heart this morning the life of God and the peace of God. That passeth understanding. If you're watching me wherever you are in the world and you have not received this Jesus into your heart, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me this morning, Lord Jesus. I accept you into my heart this morning. I believe in my heart that you died for me and I confess with my mouth that you are savior and you are king over my life. This morning I decree and declare that I accept you and you have come into my life. I accept you into my mind, my heart. Change my life, Lord Jesus. By the finished work on the cross of Calvary, I believe you died for me. You died for my sins. You resurrected for my justification. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. Thank you because I now enjoy the benefits of the finished work on the cross of Calvary. Thank you because all my sins have been forgiven. Thank you because I am saved. Hallelujah. Thank you because resurrection lives inside of me and eternal life now lives inside of me. Thank you Jesus for this gift in Jesus matchless name. Amen. Now that you are saved I beg of you find a church that you can watch online right now because of the pandemic but once we get through this pandemic we want to welcome you to the Logic Church. Follow us on all our Instagram, all our social media platforms, and we'll get back to you. Stay connected. God will change your life entirely and totally. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello for those of you who already born again and sit in your room. I just want to pray a resurrection morning prayer over you. I encourage you to um, worship the Lord with your givings. Worship the Lord with your seed. Worship the Lord with your offerings. Worship the Lord as you are led. We are still responding to people on the distress in COVID in our, in our church and outside of our church. So I crave your indulgence to give.
to give. Give a resurrection seed this morning. We have an empty church today, church building. We have an empty tomb, but we do not have an empty heart. So let's, with the heart of gratitude, give to the Lord this morning something that is befitting for our resurrection time. I just want to pray with you. Father, I pray for everyone watching me um, via the social media platform. We decree that resurrection power will show up in their rooms, show up in their hearts, that God, you would shake the foundations of things that have been kept underground, buried, and bring to life your counsel over their lives in the name of Jesus. Thou, O God, who sits upon the circles of the earth, and your inhabitants are like grasshoppers, declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying my counsel will stand, and I will do all my pleasure. We pray this morning that your counsel will stand over your people's life. We put the mark of the blood of Jesus over their life and we decree access denied to every spirit of infirmity, of plague in the name of Jesus. We decree as mountains around about Jerusalem so your presence will be around your people day and night. You will give your angels charge over them that no plague will destroy them. No plague will come nigh your dwelling in the name of Jesus. We decree that even as men have projected uh, um, difficult times ahead. We speak into the atmosphere. We abort. We terminate. We decree and declare that our case will be different. That when men are complaining that there is a cast down, that the economy is dry, is hard, we'll be rejoicing that there is a lifting up because our case is different. So we speak resurrection upon our ideas, our businesses, our finances in the name of Jesus. We vow to give you the praise and glory our Father for your dear Ephesians 3, 20 God, you are able to do exceedingly abundantly, far above we ask, think or imagine now, Father, bless the giving of your people in the name of Jesus, honor their givings this morning, and as they give in the name of Jesus, you open channels in the name of Jesus Father, we trust you because you are the one who knows how to answer prayers, you do not stop prayers we give you praise for answers to our prayers, as we come into a new week we decree the blessings of the Lord that make it rich and add no sorrow will be our portion in the name of Jesus. I decree that you are blessed and there is nothing the enemy can do about this in Jesus' much less name. Until I come your way again is your boy, Pastor Flourish Peters, the lead pastor of the Logic Church. Just never forget this. Never forget this. God loves you more than the devil hates you.